Welcome into Crossing State Lines. I am Jake, joined as always by my co-host with the co-most. It's Dave Albiani. Dave, what's up? Uh, you know, not much. Uh, just enjoying the nice weather for a change, and uh, it's uh, unfortunately not a great uh, topic. No, no, it is not. Um, I, I wish we didn't have to talk about this because it's such a tragic event. But uh, this week we were supposed to do something, uh, an episode about emo bands, but. Uh, we delayed that, obviously, once the news broke over the weekend that Chadwick Boseman had passed away after a four-year battle with colon cancer. He died at the age of 43. Um, and as soon as we heard the news, Dave and I knew we had to had to work it so that this week's episode was uh, kind of a, a dedication to and reflection on Chadwick Boseman's uh, career. Uh, I guess we'll just start with, uh, I, I was, it, it is one of the most shocking deaths I've heard about at least maybe of my ent- I think of my entire lifetime. I mean, obviously, I think I think Kobe probably tops that list, but Chadwick Boseman's right up there too because it's it was just so, it was just such shocking and gutting at the same time. Yeah, both of them are up there for me, especially like you said, and to have them both happen in the same year, less than you know what is it like seven months apart? I mean, that's just that's insane, um, and it just. It's crazy because he was such a private person, clearly, like, and he didn't want this to be his story. Like, he didn't want people to know that he was sick. He wanted people to think of him as, as like, the actor, the guy that's always smiling, the guy that was did great work for charities and local causes and stuff like that. So uh, it's, it's nothing – there's no word for it except it's absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, it, it, it was so difficult to hear because I was playing a game and Emily saw the news alert. And she read it out loud, and I'm like, what? I was like, there's no, like, that's what was that from the AP? Like, are you serious? So when I got a second, I checked it out, and I was like, wow, like, it's, it's true. Like, he, he's gone. And then all the tributes started pouring in, and the, the tweet from his account that announced it has, is the most liked tweet ever now. I think it's up above like 5.6 million likes. It's, it's one of the most engaged with and, and like tweets ever, if not the most of, of all that combined stuff. But it, it's just heartbreaking. I think that word you use is perfect for it. It's a lot of things, but really just heartbreaking because not only was he such an icon for so many people, but he still had so much left to give. He was only 43 years old. He was going to play that role of Black Panther for at least another decade probably, he was going to be a fixture of the Marvel fran- of the Mar- Marvel Studios. He was going to go on and play probably three or four more really famous people in biopics, and he's already done several of those. And uh, it just gets back to that core tenet of life's not fair. Like it's just it's incredibly cruel that somebody like Chadwick Boseman is gone, and he fought privately and so strong, and. In public, he was so powerful and so graceful and so stoic and on the screen and off the screen. And he was just such a nice guy, it seemed. And it's just it's just terrible, absolutely terrible that we have to have to be talking about it because he he should still be here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, you know, there's just it's hard to even describe because I, I mean, you texted me the news and I, I was like, wait, what? what are you talking about? That's, that's not possible. Like he's, he's a young dude. Like, and to know that, to learn that he's been fought, he's been fighting this for four years and stage three and eventually stage four. I mean, it's just cancer sucks. And 
it's just there's so much left he had, whether it's movies, um, helping people, uh, just anything. Like he did skits a lot. He, he did SNL. He did late night shows. He did. And he was such an icon for everybody. And more importantly, just he's honestly his his work goes beyond just a movie or just one role. It's he's played so many important roles, so many important biopics. And like you said, had infinite, you know, almost he really had no role he couldn't do. Like he could do anything and he was that talented and that good of a person. So uh, it, it just really sucks. It's it's just it's so devastating. Like like we had said, he's he's been in so much already. Uh, I mean, he was in 42, played Jackie Robinson, played Vontae Mack in Draft Day, which, I mean, probably was the worst movie he was in, but he's never put out a bad performance, ever. Um, we'll wrap back around to the Marvel stuff. Uh, he played Thurgood Marshall. He played, um, oh my god, James Brown in Get On Up. He, he's played so many big roles. He was just in Defy Bloods. He played Storm and Norman. He's, he's never delivered a bad performance. The guy is a very well-rounded actor. And it it was it's just so difficult to to balance the fact that you won't see him in all these movies he should have been in for the rest of his career. What he should have done. I mean, he was going to win an Oscar. He was going to probably win Emmys. He was going to be on TV and do something like that. He was going to be. I mean, he already is one of the greatest. I think one of my favorite actors of my generation, but or of our generation rather, but. The fact that so much was left on the table because of this insidious disease that he suffered from. And and I, you know, I forget who tweeted it, but it was one of the tweets that went viral. I think you liked it, too. Uh, that Chadwick Boseman didn't lose to cancer. He beat cancer. He prevailed over cancer. He was in so many of these movies while he was suffering from cancer and still put out some of the best performances we've seen. I mean, Black Panther... It, and I've, it's not an original thought. I've seen this on social media, but he, I think he just kind of knew that this character was so important to so many people that he had to battle through this disease to play it and give his best performance. And he did. I mean, the movie was a legitimate best picture contender that year. And it was largely because of him and what he was able to bring to that role. He was incredible in everything he was in, but Black Panther forever will be what, he is known for and it's tragic he won't get to play the character again and and think about just how important of an icon he is to have an african-american superhero that i mean let's be honest was probably going to be the face of the avengers the next group of the avengers he was probably the most liked and well-known superhero left and that's just like a minor blip on his acting career i mean that's as good as that is and as awesome as that is that's you know that's barely anything as far as what else he could have done this the sky was the limit for this guy he could literally do any performance any tv show i'm sure he's going to direct and produce in the future mm-hmm. i mean there's just there's so many things and um you know i wouldn't be surprised at some point if his family created some sort of some sort of cause or foundation for him to donate for um colon cancer or some sort of you know research fund but man this is just it's hard to really understand why stuff like this happens. It is. And I, I don't, I, I, I don't, I, I can't even imagine what it's like for parents who had to tell their kids the next day that, I mean, he, he was a real life superhero. He was like, you know, he plays one on, t- on in movies and stuff, but he was a real life superhero to a lot of people. Like you said, the representation that he offered 
was like something we really had never seen before. And he, he was a king. He was a ruler. He was, it, it was incredible to see how much he gave to the role. And I rewatched Black Panther the other day. And it is, by the way, still as good as it was. Still a, a damn good movie. Um, and it's it just getting, just watching everything he does, all like the subtle intonations of the lines he delivers and just the way he plays the role. I know I used the word already, but it, he's just so stoic. He's, he feels like a king. It feels like you're watching somebody grow in real time to, to be the king that they were always destined to be. And the way he plays diplomat, the way that he interacts with his sister and his mother and his friends and even uh, Everett Ross over there, like the way that he grows to accept that Wakanda should be more open to the public and more open to the world it's just such an incredible thing to witness, and he just melts into that character. It is, it's it's got to be one of, if not the best performances in the MCU. In that the fact that he is just one with that character. He was, I mean, it, it is. I mean, you saw that video on Jimmy Fallon, the one that's gone viral like five times of him coming out from behind the curtain when people are telling the movie poster for Black Panther like how much, or they're like recording a message, and it's like how much this movie means to me and how much this representation me, representation means to me. And then he comes out from behind that curtain, and it's, it's chills every time because people are just so invested in that character. And it is incredible to see the reaction and how much he meant to them. It's, uh, you can't even begin to scratch the surface of how devastating it is in the long term that he's gone. Yeah, you, I mean, you just really can't. I mean, that clip, I think, says it all. And just how important people felt he is to them, to their kids to society, to movies, to art. I mean, this guy was just, they're, they're really, I'm tr- you, you, you try to think of other people that are up there as far as giants. I mean, he's one of the giants. And, you know, you start to hear all these stories. And that's when you kind of realize how good of a person someone is. You know, it's it's one thing to have everyone just tweet, tweet rest in peace, or like, oh, gone too soon. But everyone has these stories, like these intricate stories of, you know, he did this, or he did, you know, he showed this, and, you know, he rewrote this script and he, you know, he worked really hard to do this or he helped this person or he helped that person. He did this. Everyone has like their own story, which makes you almost feel like, you know, if there wasn't, if he wasn't the nicest person, he was damn well close to the nicest person out there. And, you know, you have Ryan Coogler who wrote this, who wrote the awesome piece. I encourage anyone to go search oh that God. out. Yeah, it, it's, it won't, it won't leave a dry eye in the room when you read it. Yeah, it's very emotional and well-written. As, as you'd expect, but <clears throat> it's um, it's a, it's a really good piece that I encourage everyone to read. But more than that, you have you just have so many things out there, so many pieces, so many videos, so many iconic moments. Like you know, people had the Jeopardy moments on SNL, which was really funny when he was on there mm-hmm. with Keenan uh, Keenan Thompson. Yeah, um, and it's just it shows you like the the one eighty he can do, like how serious and like demanding he was as far as commanding people's focus and like you'd happily give it to him like with black panther like how how commanding he was of the screen how dominant he was and as but then you flip yeah. him around and put him on snl mm-hmm. and it's like he commands a different kind of performance and focus he commands you know your laughter and it's funny and it's not like you're laughing at a pity you're laughing because it's hilarious right and you know but like you said that ryan coogler uh piece is first of all incredible you, you need to go check out his remarks they are just an incredibly touching tribute to a very close friend and colleague. 
But in there, you, he notes how Chadwick Boseman wanted to learn Zosa on, like, on set for his lines, and he wanted to have an accent because he didn't want to make it seem like the Western world had taken over Wakanda and that they had these just typical accents. And I'm like, dude, this guy is... It's like a lot of people be like, oh, it's just a superhero movie. Who cares? But he gives like every bit. He's thinking ahead on everything. And it's just so incredibly mind-boggling to see actors give such an effort to a role that they he knows means a lot to people. And to see that dedication and know what he was going through at the time is it it, it shouldn't. I mean, it, it's. A profile of courage, really. Uh, there really is no other way to say it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 just crazy. I mean, to have that kind of strength, that kind of willpower, and you know, at any point he could have just been, <clears throat> he could have just said, you know what, this isn't for me. I'm I'm sick. I need to focus on myself. And how could you blame him? I mean, everyone's health is their number one priority, as it should be. And instead, he makes all these great movies his last four years of his life. And all these movies that have, like, real importance. These aren't just movies that are just, he's making for a paycheck. I mean, you have Thurgood Marshall, you have Black Panther, you have the Avengers series, you have The Five Bloods. I mean, these are all movies that are iconic. These are going to be movies that that are people are talking about 50 years down the line. Oh, do you remember Chadwick Boseman in this movie? And these are all movies that transcend time, that the performance that he gives won't be forgotten. And it's iconic for a reason. It's important for so many people. I mean, this is... This is a guy that's an idol for so many people. And, you know, the importance of him can't even be measured. It's just can't be can't be measured. And, you know, touching, like we said, on his on his filmography, really, he played four black icons. He played Jackie Robinson. He played James Brown. He played Thurgood Marshall and Black Panther T'Challa. And in playing those black icons, he became a black icon himself, because like you said, like kids will kids will look back. Adults will look back. On Chadwick Boseman, be like he is—he was a figurehead for our time. Like he was an incredible actor who portrayed some of the biggest black superstars or black icons of all time. And it's a shame he didn't get to play anymore because he probably would have knocked those performances out of the park too. But you're talking Jackie Robinson, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, Black Panther—like those four right there. That's incredible to have on your resume. And he did every one of them superbly. It is, he was an acting masterclass every time he was on the screen. And obviously we focus, you know, more on the the comic book stuff, but it can't go without saying how good he was in the other stuff he did. Even the bad movies, like we said, Draft Day, for example, he was really good in that. I've, you, I, that's what you've said. I have not seen Draft Day, but from what you've said, he was still pretty good in that as well. Yeah, yeah, he was very good. He was very good in that. Uh, 21 Bridges, I didn't think was great, but I thought he was really good in it. Um, and obviously, like you said, all the roles that he had with Jackie Robinson, James Brown, uh, Thurgood Marshall, Storm and Norman, uh, T'Challa, Black Panther, obviously. But I mean, these are all these are all roles that he made successful because of how good he is. I mean, he's he's a dominant. He was a dominant actor. He was he was Michael Jordan of, of acting. He was just the guy that was going to go out there and dominate every time he was on set. He was going to command your focus. And you were happy to give it to him because of how great he was at, at, at everything, at every turn, at every emotion, at every joke, at every action scene. Like, there was nothing that this guy could not do. And it, that's what's so sad is because at 40, 
I think he was 42 years old. I mean, there's just, there's so much more of that story left to tell. You know, you have another 25 years of his prime for acting, you know, producing, directing, and all those famous, you know, stories that could have been told, biopics, like forget, forget like Black Panther or Avengers or Draft Day, like those movies are great, but like what, what's the next Thurgood Marshall? Like what's the next movie that he would have done that would have told us a story? What's that next role? And it's a shame that we don't get to know what that is. Yeah, I think I think you put it really well there. It's it's just I mean like I'm struggling to find the words. It, I know we we've said a lot already, but it, it was such an such a treat to be able to watch him on the screen and every time he was on the screen he commanded your attention. He was a king in that way too. He really commanded your attention every time you saw him on the screen. And he was a perfect casting choice for T'Challa. Like, he absolutely perfect to, to get in there. I know Ryan Coogler gets into that a little bit in his, uh, in his, um, his uh, notes about or his um, farewell, I guess you could say, to Chadwick Boseman, which, again, I know we've said it a billion times, but if you have not read that, you should pause this podcast, go read it, and then come back because it is probably the best tribute out of anybody. All the Avengers posted tributes to him. It, it, is, it was more gutting to read the next than the last. And it, it should never have to be that way. And the fact that such a shining light for the MCU and such a shining light for really all of Hollywood, one, of the, one genuinely good person who went out of his way to make people feel happy and went out of his way to represent people, it's, it's an absolute punch to every part of your body that he is gone. Like, it's, it's forget gut punch. Like, just punch everywhere. Right in the jaw, right in the face, everywhere. It's tough. It's really, really tough. Yeah, I mean, there's just, it's, uh, it's, you struggle to find words because of just how shocking it is. And, um, Kobe and him, like you said, those are the guys that you think of that, like, Kobe had so much more left to give. He was done with basketball, but he had so much more left to give. And he was such an icon in LA and the communities. Think about all those little girls, like his daughter's teammates. Like, he changed their lives forever. And Chadwick Boseman changed a lot of kids' lives forever with being a, being one of the first black superheroes on TV, yeah. commanding that role, dominating that performance, and giving it what few superhero movies have, a chance to win Best Picture. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's rare in of itself. I mean, that speaks to the level of commitment and the level of excellence that he produced. Yeah, and I mean, when it comes to celebrity deaths, I mean, Kobe and, and Chadwick Boseman are going to be right at the top of my head uh, all the time. It's just... So, and I think a lot of, like you said, like they had so much left to give and it was such a, I mean, obviously Chadwick Boseman had been fighting for years, but it was so sudden because nobody knew. He was very reserved, very private. And while he was fighting in private, he was producing for his fans and the people who you know, loved him. And it's an, an incredibly gracious act on his part to be able to deliver like that and just be fighting so hard you know, off camera. And it, like everybody's been touched by cancer. Everybody's, everybody has had a run-in with it in their family, friends, whatever. And I know we're not related to Chadwick Boseman. We don't know him personally. All we've done is see him in movies. But the connection that he had to people, it's just, it makes it that much more devastating what he represented and how much he meant to everybody that saw those movies. And it, it's just, it's so difficult. I mean, I almost teared, I was tearing up the other day listening to All the Stars. I mean, it's, 
It's tough, man. I know I've, I've used the word tough a lot here, but that really is the word that sums it up the best. It is very difficult to, 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 I, I mean, it's, it's so tough. And I was re I saw a piece and it was, you know, it's, you know, don't feel bad for grieving a celebrity's death. Like, and you shouldn't because they're, they, some of these celebrities mean a lot to a lot of people. And Chadwick Boseman was undoubtedly one of those guys, one of those people. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you should never feel sorry about grieving any loss. doesn't matter who they are because that's what your emotions tell you to do. So your emotions are your own. And whatever, you, however you choose to grieve is how you choose to grieve and who you choose to grieve over is who you choose to grieve over. Um, but just in general, like you said, actors are artists. So it's no different than someone that painted a masterpiece or a famous painting or produced a song. These are all people that are very impactful in our lives. Like our society values art. And to have people produce art, that makes you feel different emotions that makes you see different things and that makes people stand out. Um, you know, like telling a story and paintings do that songs do that. Um, poems do that. Like it, it, all this stuff is art. It all brings about different emotions and different thoughts. It adds, it shines lights on things that are important. And, you know, he just, his performance shines such a bright light on, just him in general and the whole, you know, the whole world, it's shine a, it shine a bright light on it. So um, obviously you can never forget that. And those, those acts that he produced won't be forgotten and they're very important. So for anyone that needs, that wants to grieve, feel free to grieve because this guy was as important as there will be for an actor, probably in our lifetime with what he's done. Yeah, and I'm not even going to phrase this as a question because it's not a question, it's just a declarative statement. You cannot, you will not, and you should not recast this role. It, it is, yeah. you're, there's no, not going to be another T'Challa. It's going to be him. That's it. If you want to put Shuri in the costume, that's fine. If you want to award it to M'Baku or give it to somebody else, but there is no, there's no other T'Challa. You, you're not going to recast this role. It, that's done. That's over. Said and over. It's not a debate. It's not. It's he will forever be T'Challa. There's no other Black Panther that's that's go I mean, there's no other King T'Challa that's gonna come down the line. Just just absolutely one hundred thousand percent not gonna happen. Yeah, no, that that is sealed and you know, there's just no other way you can ever cast someone that's as important and fills that fills those shoes. The shoes are way too big and he deserves to have that that be his legacy. He deserves that, that that's his role. For sure. So while, while we're ruminating or, or kind of looking back on the legacy of, uh, of Shadwick Boseman, let's just talk about some of our favorite moments from him in the, in the, I guess overall, but I know we'll probably concentrate at most of the MCU and to black Panther, but I, I kind of touched on what I like a lot about black Panther is just that he commands every second he's on the screen. That's not the case for every superhero, but he truly feels like he rules over the screen when he's on it. And, you know, the, the talks he has with Killmonger, with his father, and, you know, with the, his mom and his sister, like, the way kind of his personality changes, depending on who he's talking to with his family or with, you know, a, a dignitary or with Everett Ross or whoever it is, he's able to kind of turn on a dime here and there. And I like those, you know, the comic relief moments with his sister and the serious discussion he has with Killmonger at the end. And it, it's... Really, I can't even pick a moment from from Black Panther. Quite honestly, I, I just 
I'm trying to think of one that really sticks out, but I think when he, I think the scene when he comes to that realization, talking to his father about how they left Eric behind and how they kind of abandoned their own people and how they really should be, you know, reaching out to the world more. I think that scene really sticks out in my mind, but overall, it's it's just such a well told story with an incre- I mean, a lot of really good performances, but Chadwick Boseman's absolutely incredible in that movie. There's no way around that. Yeah, he's just, um, you know, the scenes specifically with Killmonger, I think are some of the best scenes just because you have two great actors working mm-hmm. together and the emotions and the strength and the scenes and, the, you know, just everything about it is just such a strong performance. And um, every time Chadwick Boseman is on screen, you come away really impressed with him. And it goes back to Civil War when he, was the, when he first appeared as Black Panther um, and obviously his, he has his own movie and two years later he's in Infinity War obviously Endgame when he comes through the portals um, it's just like those are all moments and there's obviously specific moments in those times like you obviously remember you know when he dusts away you remember that like you remember all the good and the bad moments and the bad moments are obviously not his doing it's just the movie script oh, um, yeah. But, yeah yeah it's just He's just, he's excellent in it. And, you know, I saw 21 Bridges, really good movie. Uh, I thought, well, I thought the movie was just, was okay to good, but I thought he was very good in the performance that he gave. Um, Draft Day, he was very good. He was actually in, um, he had a very, very minor role in a movie called The Express Mm, uh, about Bernie David. And I love that movie. And he ended up being Floyd Little. Um and that was like, he was in it for a few minutes and I didn't even recognize him when I was watching it when I first saw it in 2009, I think a year after it came out, obviously he was, he wasn't really a big name by then. Um, but the more I watched it, like, cause I've seen it probably six or seven times. I think on the fourth or fifth time, I was like, I think that's Chadwick Boseman. Uh, and it's so funny. He's still such a good actor. Like he still is the, one of the better actors on the screen for such a minor role. Yeah, and I, I like like you mentioned with with Civil War. I think one of my favorite lines of Civil War is when he's fighting with Hawkeye, and he get and Hawkeye gets up and he says, "We haven't met yet. I'm Clint." And he just says, "I don't care," which <laughs> is one of my favorite lines of the entire movie because it's just like, "Yeah, I don't give a shit. Like I'm I'm fighting you. He, this guy, I think this guy killed my dad. Like I'm gonna get to him at all costs." And I th- there's a couple of scenes in the uh, Infinity War Endgame uh, you know timeline where in Infinity War, when he when he gets and everybody's lined up ready to charge and he yells Wakanda forever and he just, the mask comes up and they charge, that's one of the best scenes in the movie. And also, the uh, in an in Endgame, when obviously he's the first one to come through the portal, and I, I love that, the subtle look he gives to Captain America when he just looks at him and gives that really subtle nod as if like, yeah, like, we're going to take care of this. Like, we're back, we, you have saved us, we're going we're gonna to bring this to an end. Like, we're going to do this. And then, obviously, that cathartic roar that he lets out when everybody charges, too. Like, all the little stuff he did. He had a lot of great lines, too. But all the little stuff he did just came together in such a dynamic performance. And it, it's, yeah, it, it's like, looking at his filmography, David, is so woefully short in the fact that it, it should have been so much longer. Like, it only goes, I know you said The Express, that that was 2009. So, to my knowledge, it only goes back, like, 11 years. He was on TV a little bit, but movie-wise... He's only really been in acting for a little over a decade, at least in, in bigger movies. But it, it's just such... 
it's just so difficult to to have to square in your head that he he had so many movies left to be in, so many iconic moments still left in him, and it is uh, what we wouldn't what we would give to see those moments rather than what we have to deal with now. Yeah, just it, you walk away feeling like it's a gift that you saw him perform and that these movies were made because they're so important to our society now and they're so important to everything just in art and him getting his name and um, his causes and what he believes in out there. And it's so important that these movies were made, but you can't help but feeling shortchanged. Like you feel, you feel lucky to have seen these movies, to see Black Panther, to see Infinity War, to see Endgame, to see, um, to see any of these movies, to see Marshall, to see Get On Up with James Brown. Um, those are obviously impactful movies, but how do you not walk away feeling shortchanged? You know, how do you not walk away feeling like we were robbed of 10 more excellent biopic movies type movies or really you know, great performances, even if it was just like a comedy, like a cop comedy, and he was just, he was working with Dwayne Johnson or Mark Wahlberg or something like that. How do you not feel robbed by, by not being able to see this man make art, make, make, make your jaw drop or make you laugh with how just amazing his performances were? Yeah, and it's, and just looking at, you know, I know we kind of already reflected on some of those moments from, the MCU that he was just so good in, but it, it's I, I can't stop emphasizing how well he just melted into that role because it it didn't it doesn't feel for it feels forced with some people in the MCU like I love the MCU you know I do I know you do but it feels forced with some people in it it feels hammy with some people but he took this role very very seriously and he knew how much it meant to people and that it it was it was reflected in his performance he knew that people weren't just looking at this as another comic book movie it was a touchstone moment of the past decade when black panther came out and how much money it made and how successful it was it it, he, he should have been the this like like you alluded to earlier he was should have been and was going to be the centerpiece of the avengers going forward it was going to be him it was going to be Spider-Man, probably those two, or Doctor Strange. Like, it was going to be those, that, that core crew that was going to be buoying the Avengers for the next decade to come. And the fact that he, he was always one of the best parts of the movie that he was in, no matter if it was MCU, outside the MCU, no matter what it was, he always had you fixated on the screen when he was, when he was there. The king was there. You were paying attention. And the fact that he was, he went through that. We all know how grueling the Marvel training exercises are, too, and how brutal those regimens are. And he still went through those when he was suffering through cancer and he was still staying in shape. And it's a testament to kind of just that will, like the human spirit, like the fact that he was able to will himself to do all that while he was going through so damn much in his life. It's, it should be an inspiration to each and every person that's ever heard his story and will hear his story in the future. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, there's just, there's no way you can even, like, we keep telling, or keep saying how tough it is and how great of a legacy he has, but even we're selling him short. Like, words don't even describe 
what this man did and what he's going to continue to do with with the stuff that he's already done, like with the movies that are already produced that are going to live on. I mean, those are movies that are the bedrocks of the movies that are going to come f- from that. I mean, I mean, think about Black Panther with the first African-American superhero, and then you're going to get superheroes that are that are gay or transgender. Like, that is the first movie that kind of pushed those other movies into, into light. Like, we're going to see move, so superheroes that aren't just white guys. We're going to see all these different things, and that, that's him. That's the bedrock. That's him. That's the foundation for this. Hmm. And there's so many more things that he's going to be one of the main causes of in, in positive ways. And because of that, there's just no word that will do him justice to describe his legacy. Yeah, it's 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 very hard to try to wrap up into, you know, into just a few sentences or uh, even even a forty minute podcast like you're listening to now. Like, we could do a whole series of episodes on Chadwick Boseman. We could go movie by movie through his career, but at the end of the day, it is just so devastating that a man who meant so much to so many, and obviously there are a lot of celebrities and 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 such who pass away. They mean a lot to a lot of people, and it's not. It's it's devastating every time, and especially now when uh, this was a you know a man who was going to do so much and had so much left in the tank, acting wise, direct like you said, Dave, directing wise, producing wise, there was so much Chadwick Boseman could have done, so much he could have accessed with the time that he had or should have had, and it is just one of those moments where you just want to like put up a couple couple of birds to the world and say like seriously like th- really really this is this is what this is what we have to deal with now like of, of all like this this great person this great icon for so many people and just gets his life ripped away from him just it, it's uh, it horrible it's just horrible it's it's horrible yeah it's just you you just sit here and you ask yourself why because we don't have any answers, so we have to ask why. And uh, there's just there's never going to be an answer as to why this kind of stuff happens to people like this that are selfless and impactful and just defining pillars of certain generations. And we'll just never have answers as to why this happens. But, you know, unfortunately, all that's left is <clears throat> what he's done. And for a short period of time, a hole in, in what we in what we need, and then eventually someone has to fill it. But those, it's almost impossible. Those are pretty big shoes. Uh, I just want to read a little excerpt from uh, Michael B. Jordan posted the other day about uh, Chadwick Boseman's death. I believe this is his Instagram that he posted this to. Uh, he said, and I quote, everything you've given the world, the legends and heroes that you've shown us we are, we, you will live on forever. But the thing that hurts the most is that I now understand how much of a legend and hero you are. Through it all, you never lost sight of what you love most. You cared about your family, your friends, your craft, your spirit. You cared about the kids, the community, our culture, and humanity. You cared about me. You're my big brother, but I'll never, I never fully got a chance to tell you or to truly give you your flowers while you were here. And it's, go check out his post too, because it is, it's, it's, it'll yeah, again, another not going to leave a dry eye in the room type post. It's it's true. I mean, it, it showed how much he cared for how selfless he was that he put himself through all of this, you know, this probably very private torment to 
be able to give his best on the screen and give so much to people on the screen. And I think Michael B. Jordan, like so many, hit it on the head that, you know, it's it was evident how much he cared about not only other people, but that craft he dedicated himself to. It was very, very obvious how much he cared about that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I read a little while ago that Denzel Washington was an important part of Chadwick right. Boseman's life, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Chadwick was going to go to art, go to some sort of camp or school to work on his acting. And obviously, it's an expensive school. And somehow, Denzel got word and ended up, they ended up sending Chadwick a letter. And it said, your tuition's been paid in full by Denzel Washington. And, mm-hmm. like, that's, that's the kind of stuff that, um, you know, that's why things happen to good people. Like, Chadwick Boseman got that chance and capitalized on it. And he became someone that Denzel Washington can smile and be proud of that he put through acting school. And, you know, Chadwick Boseman would have been that guy to pay for someone else's school, would have been that guy mm-hmm. to, to donate his time to build the school and be the teacher or something to that regard. And that's, that's what's the most disappointing about this. You know, the movies are great and they're very impactful. Art is impactful to our society, like I said, but those are the things that we're going to miss. Those are the things that our society will miss. It's just one less person to help and to help develop these, this next group of people. Yeah, and, and alluding to what actually just, I was looking up some, uh, some testimonials on Twitter, uh, and I scrolled past a tweet that mentioned that story about, uh, this is CNN, said when Denzel Washington heard that nine students accepted into the British American Drama Academy's midsummer program couldn't afford to attend, Washington offered to pay, uh, wa- offered help to help pay, and one of those students was Chadwick Boseman. So imagine, not only is that such a gracious thing that you feel like you have to pay it forward, but... Imagine your acting being endorsed, pretty much being endorsed by Denzel Washington. Like at that point, like you know you're going to be destined for great things. Yeah, it's just, and you know, Denzel has done a lot of good for a lot of people, um, and and Chadwick would have done the same. Like, you know, people people that get that act of kindness, they pay it forward, and you know, this is no different. It's the same theory as you know when you drive up to the drive-through and someone says, "Oh, the person in front of you paid for your coffee." And then you pay for the people behind his coffee. Like that's the kind of, obviously Chadwick had a much larger scale impact than just paying for a coffee, but that's the idea of it. And Chadwick would have definitely, I mean, everything about him that you read, that you've seen, the stuff that he's done, the clips that you've watched of him, how he made people feel, laugh, cry, you know, those are all things that he would like, he would have been able to give his stamp on the world by, you know, donating time, building houses in countries that need houses to help get running water, you know, pay for kids acting, you know, whatever it was, whatever the causes that he was the most into, he would have donated his time, he would have donated his money, and he would have been the face of something much larger than acting. And, it, and that's saying something, because Black Panther will live on forever, and Marshall will live on forever. And it's just really disappointing and sad and gut-wrenching and makes you feel empty that we don't get to know what the next step would have been. And yeah, I'm just going to read a, a small excerpt from um, from Ryan Coogler's piece. Again, there's a lot of people who posted it, so you can go find it somewhere, but I highly, highly encourage people to go find this and read it. But um, uh, just an excerpt. He was a special person. We would often speak about heritage and what it means to be African. Well, when preparing for the film, he would ponder every decision, every choice, not just for how it would reflect on himself, but how those choices could reverberate 
He said, they're not ready for this. Uh, what we were doing, this is Star Wars, this is Lord of the Rings, but for us and bigger. He would say this to me while we were struggling to finish dramatic scenes, stretching into double overtime, or while he was covered in body paint, doing his own stunts, or crashing into frigid water and foam landing pads. I would nod and smile, but I didn't believe him. I had no idea if the film would work. I wasn't sure I knew what I was doing, but I looked back and realized that Chad knew something we all didn't. He was playing the long game, all while putting in the work, and work he did. And that is just one of the one of the small parts of an incredible uh, testimonial on Chadwick Boseman's life. Bless you. Sorry, Emily was sneezing. Um, uh, of uh, Chadwick Boseman's life. And it, it, I think he, Kugler hits it really well on the head there. He, he really, <laughs> bless you, he really was confident in his work. He really was. And it, it showed every time he was on the screen, every moment of a film that went by, Chadwick Boseman was always measured, ready to go, and very, very strong and stoic. So it rests in peace to an icon. He had so much more left to give, and he will always be our king. He will always be the king. That's right. And there will never be another one. That's right. That's right. So uh, that we'll, we'll end it there. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, uh, only 43 years old, but uh, uh, always our king. So uh, we, we will see you guys soon, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you talk to you later in the week.